If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms, and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies. Hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Black Girl Flow Podcast. It is your favorite duo tuning in on a beautiful October day. Ah, love that. Right? I love that for us. I really hope that everybody's enjoying all that the fall has to offer. I don't know about y'all, it hit me like a ton of bricks, but now I'm just trying to slow down and I'm not even going to front. I was driving the other day and I literally saw a leaf just like fall off of a tree and I was like yep that's me a dead leaf no (laughs) no just kidding (laughs) swirling in the wind (laughs) trying to find home (laughs) no no no. genuinely it was like this really beautiful moment where I'm like ah yes like on a reminder of like the seasons are changing and I'm changing and all is right in the world but how are you Olivia I feel like this month for me the word that comes to mind I feel like I had a lot of clarity 
um, on a lot of different areas of my life, like questions that I had been asking from the beginning of the year, like what's my purpose? Like, what am I supposed to do? And I will say y'all networking and like just talking to people really will help you figure out and better align with the path that you want to like be on. And I think I just did a lot of that this month, talking to people, understanding their career journey. Cause I think for a lot of us in our twenties, um, who like we might've picked a major in college and then like our college might've put us on this track Oh yeah. and yeah. one day you just wake up and you realize like, wait, like I've just been on autopilot doing things yeah. and I don't even know if this is what I really like. And some people, you know, that happens in their twenties, some people happens in their thirties and beyond. But I kind of had that moment where I was like, whoa, like you just a weird feeling being on autopilot. So I've just been trying to like make sense. It's of, like the matrix. It's like, yeah, the pill. world. Or red pill. Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird how like caught up in li- like life you can get and be like, wait, I totally had other ambitions before doing something like day to day that yeah. I like just been doing on autopilot. So, how are, how have you been doing? Pretty good, honestly. I think like my I thought my the rest of my year was like pretty booked and busy and yeah. like set for what it was going to be and some things have like fallen through, come through, things like that. Yeah. And now I feel like, okay, then this my year should actually be pretty chill, which I'm really yeah. looking forward to. So this was like the first weekend in a really long time. I haven't been like out of town having to work or do anything. So yeah. it's been really nice to just like actually catch up with myself. Sometimes I feel like I'm trying to catch up with the version of myself that's like doing life quicker than I can cognitively recognize it. Mm -hmm. And this was like a good little reset. It was funny because during the like weekend you were like, oh my gosh, it's your self care time. Like all this stuff. And I was like, no, it's just me doing the things I want to do that like I haven't been able to do, like do my laundry, like Y'all know Aquariuses have to be different, right? (laughs) Speaking of zodiac signs, we're actually in Scorpio season, so shout out to all the Scorpios. But tell people you're on a new, you're on like another iteration of your zodiac astrology journey. Like, yeah, I... Let the the girls know. Let the girlies know. I know. So for those that don't know, which (laughs) I think you would probably know if you've listened to like two episodes and maybe just one episode of the podcast, I'm super into astrology. Um, and I have been since a super young age, but I recently came across Vedic and sidereal astrology, and that is the astrological system that is not westernized that a lot of people in India have used. And it's been, um, dated to, you know, I think start like since around the same time, I think as like Western astrology, but, but the main difference between them is that Western astrology is like on a fixed Zodiac, uh, you know, calendar while Vedic and sidereal astrology look at where the stars are currently. And so if you even like saw Lizzo's like recent vanity fair interview, the interviewer like told her that she was actually, yeah, not a Taurus. She was an Aries. Um, and so if you are interested in looking up like more astrological things, you should see what your sidereal or Vedic astrology sign is because the dates are like different, but for some of my friends, it's really cool because their birthday falls like a little like in the middle. So their still sign both. is still the same sign on both the Western and Eastern, um, like astrological system. But and I found out that with my new sign, I'm a Sag, Ooh, you ready to admit instead it? of a Capricorn, 
which is really cool because I just think that like we all have different elements of like each sign so I'm like ah and I think at the end of the day it's the perfect example of a both and exactly information's information and I think it's pretty cool that you're into that new knowledge tap in gotta be open to it tap in we shouldn't be so divided (laughs) (laughs) because some people gonna find out that they're Gemini's and they're gonna be like ah y'all literally in this new in this like or it's not new but in this uh vedic and sidereal like Uh i'm considered a capricorn with a gemini rising Rising. and um, aquarius moon and i personally do not love that for myself (laughs) yeah but it was funny because Liv and i were like going back and forth about like what would it mean if she was a sag and i was really a capricorn Granted, yeah. I already attract a lot of Capricorns in my life, so it's just kind of funny at that point. But yeah, I think this season is just kind of giving us new information, new insights, yeah, new moments. But I'm and also really loving us, it. Also helping us like return to ourselves as well in really dope ways. Oh my gosh, yes, and which we love. We really, really do love. So it's time for the meat of the conversation, y'all. And y'all know we like to have conversations that are rooted around how we make sense of our relationship with others and also keeping the community in mind. And it's funny because y'all, she's living, <laughs> living with your friend will obviously have you seeing things about them that you didn't necessarily notice beforehand. And one thing that I, well, both Lexi and I, you know, notice more so Lexi because she lives this on a day to day. But Lexi is a very hyper independent person. And she's like, <laughs> if you're watching her YouTube right now, like she's literally glaring at me. But she, she's a very hyper independent person. Her like I'm a panther about to pray. Yes. <laughs> she's a very hyper independent person. And she. Uh, I think I'm independent. Hyper is an interesting definition. Yeah. So when I say hyper independent, this is what I, this is what I'm thinking. I think of someone that does everything alone. Some, uh, sometimes at the detriment to their like own health. So when I say everything alone, I don't mean like spending time alone, but more so like doing tasks alone that could oftentimes maybe require two or three people, but being like, ah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Like, I don't need anybody's help and I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. So I've noticed that with Lexi Mm -hmm. and I think we've had multiple conversations around that, you know, why can't you depend on me? Like, like, do I need to do something to prove to you that like I can help you with these tasks? Yeah. And we just thought it'd be dope to bring it to the podcast to have more of a deep and honest conversation because I know that there's got to be more people (laughs) out there that might resonate with being hyper independent. Well, I think it's really interesting because, you know, yes, you have a very personal anecdote of like living with me and being able to observe that. But I think black women in particular Mm -hmm. kind of succumb to this narrative because we're given this like superwoman mentality, this like idea of being kind of able to do it all that like Mm -hmm. you're this strong independent black woman absolutely have we said it yes we have have i said it absolutely why because it feels like we have barriers on barriers kind of stacked up against us and not all the time do people even recognize that or acknowledge that that's a lived experience let alone help or work to Mm. 
eliminate those. So I think that this is not just an isolated incident of just like my upbringing and how I got here, but I think that this is like a such a much larger conversation that a lot of black women might be able to relate to mm-hmm. of just saying like, I just have to do it. Like I just have to do it because who else is going to do it for me? And I'm not going to wait for people to get it um, or get with the program. So I think that this could really showcase the depth of our experience as black women. It's interesting because I think that even though I grew up with like a single black mom, like seeing her do everything on her own, I feel like makes me more inclined to ask for ask for help. Mm -hmm. So you feel like your relationship with asking for help has always been like pretty positive. I think that I've never been afraid of someone telling me no. I love this because Liv really is. She's like, I'm at least going to ask. <laughs> I've got to ask. I've got to ask. And if you tell me no, then okay, that that's, that's it. But I'm not going to, you know, suffer in silence mm. um, and like be just like, I don't know. So is there a particular instance that you like remember either growing up with that you were like, ah, yeah, I definitely like, when did you learn the benefit of asking for help? Because I think a lot of us don't have those positive memories around that. That's a really good question. I'm not sure if there's like a particular, she was like, it was in the kindergarten class and I needed scissors one day. (laughs) Not even. I think that. I, I've just always been the more outspoken person, like within my family. Um, I can't say the same for my brother. Like I've seen him Mm. actually suffer in silence. Um, and I think being protective of him, like I'm always the person that's going to end up speaking up so that we can, you know, have whatever we need, have whatever we need. Exactly. Like there've been instances where it's like, ah, like I'm, we're both hungry. Like no one's really checked up on us and it's like, you know, getting late. Like I need to be the person to speak up. So I never really had a problem with asking. Cause you saw it as also a part of a necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, how do you feel like that has shown up in your life? Like what's the first instance that you felt like it was, you know, okay or not okay to ask for help? I don't think I ever really had like a negative experience with asking for help. I think it was just very much like growing up and knowing that you're responsible for managing your own kind of thing. And like, if you need anything, the help was always there. But knowing, I think I've just always had this like kind of confidence and like I could figure it out myself. And I genuinely think that like I have more of a euphoric response when I'm able to accomplish something based off of my own like my own work ethic, my own efforts. Mm -hmm. So I think what the potential for hyper independence and a lot of people will talk about it being almost a trauma response of like not being able to ask. I think it's actually just like a, you move through the world so confident in your own efforts sometimes that like you don't actually know how to read the room for when you might not need, like when you might, when one, it might not be necessary to do by yourself or two, how to assess the situation when like you have taken on too much for your one individual self. So sometimes yeah. I think, at least for in my experience, the hardest part is communicating to people that it's not because I don't not trust them. It's actually that I trust myself too much. 
But I think they're both. I think it's like a little bit of both, though. The same way. Because I think. I think you're saying you you trust yourself too much. Yeah, like I genuinely like, think that I can do it. I genuinely think that I can do my jobs, manage my household, and do this. Like I genuinely think I'm capable of that. And that's worked out like up until now. It's, like and do that's, you feel and like so that's what I'm saying. It's like so we get so fixated in like, well, it's worked up until now. Why would I ask for help? And if I ask for help, that means that I'm not capable. So it's like you dig yourself so much into a hole, but it's not always negative taking on so much because it's like, dang, like, yeah, I really can do that. Like I have pride in that I built almost every piece of furniture in my Airbnb. Did I really need to do that? No. But do I have pride in that? For Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. It makes me feel really good that I did that by me for myself. So when's an instance where you feel like you would need to ask for help? And like you wouldn't be able to do it on your own. Is there an instance? For sure. I think anybody can get to a place where it's like, you know, the demand meets more than anyone's capacity to. And it's like there are certain times where it's like that or just the need for others to support in making sense of the inventory of what you have. Because it's like you're not immune to being overwhelmed by the workload. You're not immune to you know, circumstances outside of your skill sets and your knowledge. Mm -hmm. I think luckily in the workforce, I'm pretty good about being able to delegate and say like, this is, this plays on your strengths. This plays on my strengths. Like we can split this up and I don't need to be a part of every single aspect of this. So in personal life, like where does that show up? Like where you're comfortable with saying like, Hey, you can handle this. Like, does that, cause I personally haven't seen that. Like even today, as we were talking, like you're, I'm like, yo, when you were sick, like you weren't really asking for help or anything like that. Like you're like, okay, I can manage this on my own, even yeah. though I'm sick. So when is it, when is an in- that's why I'm like, I need to understand, like, is there an instance? For sure. I think sometimes like you get, or can you point, give an example? I think certainly you can get to a point where you genuinely need it. But I, I think this is where a lot of people are like, the hyper independence can strain a relationship because, and I think I've learned this over the years of just like, there are certain things that you, people want to be able to show up for you as an act of love. Mm-hmm. And by denying them that is kind of like controlling the relationship in a way saying like, you can only love me in these ways or you can only love me in those ways. So I think that just being mindful of that. So it's like, For example, I think if people offer, then it's like, yeah, there's very little I'm going to say no to, to saying like, like I've had friends who have helped me move and it's like, did I need them? Absolutely. Did I know I needed them? Probably not in the depths. Like when I was moving from my apartment to here, like my boyfriend was incredible in being like, Hey, like there's all of these ins and outs and the details that you might not be thinking of. So like, I'm going to get the U-Haul for you. And like, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to bring it to the house. And I was like, wow, like I would have never asked him to do that. Right. I would have never asked him to do that. But it's like, if people are saying and going out of their way to be like, this is what I want to do for you. I'm like, cool. I can trust you to do that. Like I'm going to trust you to do that. And he did. And it was incredible. And not just that, but like he got all of his friends and his brother to come help move me. Right. And it's like, I wouldn't, I promise you I would not have asked him to do that like I probably would have been like oh yeah I'm looking to hire movers and like all this stuff but he was like uh no you're not like you're simply not and then 
one of my best friends literally was like, because especially since like my parents don't live in the same state as me, I've had to move myself multiple times from mm-hmm. like one place to another, like in college, from like my first apartment to my second apartment, like down the road, like I've had to do those things by myself. So in my head, I'm like, I got it. But in reality, moving from an apartment to a house that's a whole different ball game. Like that takes so much more like intention and like setup and things like that. So it's like my friends were really incredible to just like say like, I'm going to be there. Like, I'm just going to be there whether or not you need my help or not. Like I'm just going to be there. And it's like, they end up, I need them so much, you know? So I, it seems like, it seems like you're able to accept it when someone else points it out for you but from my experience with you like it's usually there there have been situations where you have had something that like would require the help of two or three people but then like you'll tell me afterwards so I don't even have the opportunity to show up for you in that way so like can you explain the thought process behind when you're actually in the thick of it and you realize like dang like I might need some people to help but like Ah, uh, no, like I've got it because there's, there's still no this like thought. There's no thought in between, at least for myself. Like there's no thought in between like the situation becomes what it is. And like, I need somebody's help. It's always hindsight. It's like, oh yeah, it would have been really nice to have somebody. But like my first inclination, and I think this is why people say it's like a trauma response. Your first inclination is not to ask. Your first inclination is to just be like, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm even though it might not be the most effective way. But I think for me, you know, you kind of rationalize it to be this, like it would take too much time and effort for me to try and explain the circumstances to somebody than to just handle it. And when I'm under high stress, people asking me clarifying questions is quite literally the worst case scenario for me. So if I'm like, Hey, I really need your help, you know, um, Cause like my car got a flat tire. It's like, well, where were you? And it's like, does it really matter now? Like mm-hmm. the current circumstances that I have a flat tire. So these follow up questions, like I'd rather hang up and just handle it myself. Got you. <laughs> because it's like, how does that matter to anything that's going on? Granted, it might be necessary for somebody to say like, to set the context and being like, wait, no, that, that helps. But it's like, for me, it's like, that's more work. And I need people who are solution driven at that moment. Yeah. So most of the time I just kind of keep it to myself. Another thing living with Lexi is if you are <laughs> asking, if you are asking clarifying questions, you better make sure that you got money prepared because she's going to be like, are you going to pay for it? Are okay, you going go ahead to- and tell the one circumstance that I told you that. Go ahead and tell there's one story she's talking about in particular. If she's gonna bring it up, she's gonna give all the I, details. I think I think what happened was like you were you were I actually don't remember. You were like trying to get your tires fixed, right? No, I like this was the time you didn't have a car yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and might have to lay out the scene. So sometimes like you would use my car mm-hmm. to just like go run errands or groceries yeah. or stuff. And I was just like doing maintenance on my car. Like I had taken it to the shop to get like just this kind of the oil change and like checked up on. And then, um, one of my tires was always going flat. So I like took it to the tire shop and it ended up needing to get replaced. So I just replaced all my tires. And so it was one morning that I had left super, super early to drop my car off. And then I had, 
or it was getting, um, it was getting its checkup and yeah. I had dropped it off and Ubered back home. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, oh yeah, my boyfriend's about to come back and pick me up so that he could drop me off to get my car. Yeah. And, and I was like, like, what's wrong with your car? Yeah, She was like, what's wrong with your car? Like, wait, you were gone this morning. Wait, how did you go back home? She started asking me all these questions. I think it might've been two questions. She started asking me all these questions. Yeah. <laughs> and in my head, I was just like, it doesn't matter now. Cause like it's already happened. And yeah. I think I might have said something along the lines of like, you're like, are you going to pay? F-? Yeah. You pretty much said, are you going to pay for it? I just said, I'm not obligated to tell you unless yeah. you want to pay for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that was too wrong, but I want to hear it from your perspective. I was just like, okay, this girl's a little finicky when it comes to answering questions. So I won't ask them on period. <laughs> <laughs> so then, okay. So then as a per, as a friend who sees, uh, you know, another black woman probably being hyper independent, to it the, sucks. So because, because why? Because again, like I want to be there for you, but like you don't give me the opportunity to, so I can't. And it's not like, it's just like, I know that you'll get it done and like, you'll probably, yeah, like everything will be fine in the end. But it doesn't feel good to like hear that you're under stress when I'm literally just like chilling and I could have done something to like make it better. Yeah, I think if you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the thing is, the, the funny thing is the reason why you're saying, yeah, it's because, you know, it's she knows, guys. She literally knows that I would like to help. Everyone's always been like, yo, why don't you tell us like what we'd love to help you? And you're still like, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so what's for dinner? <laughs> so run me 30 bands right, right now. now. Yeah, you know? I, I, you don't have I feel you. I feel you, but what do you feel like the moral of the story is for you hyper-independent girlies? The moral of the story is, is there deep-seated introspection to help us understand why it might be difficult to ask for help? And I, and I genuinely, I genuinely believe that a lot of black women struggle with this. Truly. Yeah, they do. Because there's not a lot of aspects of society that are reliable so to us. So what can we so do in our inter... I think the <laughs> personal relationships. Thing, I think the first thing that we can root ourselves in is not being so quick to drastically doing the other side of it because I think it takes slow and steady progress to really build the trust but I think doing that with a trusted group of people telling them that that's a goal that you have to say like I want to I want to embody you know letting go of responsibilities and putting them in their appropriate places but it first takes us recognizing that like we cannot walk alone in our life. Like Mm -hmm. we genuinely cannot do this by ourselves. I always think about like that proverb. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure it's like an African proverb. That's like, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go together. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we genuinely have to believe that and see that through and like living it. But it will not happen with you drastically throwing up your hands being like, I need everybody to help me because like you haven't given people the opportunity to do that. So it's wow, like, it you're speaking to, to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, I live with an incredible human who gets to model that for me every single day. Somebody who's not afraid to ask for what she needs. 
And I hope that whoever is out there that is maybe a hyper independent girly is able to just think of one task that is coming up, you know, in the future that they can actually lean on someone to ask for help. And I'm going to task Lexi with this task as well to just think of one thing. Communication is key. I'm telling y'all, because if you ask somebody to do something for you and you don't tell them how to be successful in it, you'll be disappointed. So just let it Are you afraid of the disappointment? No, I get disappointed on a day-to-day basis. I'm a black woman in the United States. What day have I not been disappointed? Literally, the day Beyonce releases any album, I'm not disappointed. And And that's on peace. (laughs) 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 What a silly question, Lexi. When are you not disappointed? Bruh, this... Let's be Be so fucking for real (laughs) right now. All right, (laughs) y'all. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the black girl flow podcast do you have any lasting words other than be so fucking for real <laughs> no i think we're in it together and i'm happy and excited to be doing this with other folks in the bgf community hey all right y'all we are ending this episode with peace love blessings and we will see you guys next time bye, bye. all right that wraps up our episode this week We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the kikis. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.